If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Walmart, Nike, Bloomingdale's, Petco, Uggs, Sephora. So many more I could go on and on. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. When it comes to savvy shopping and saving money, Rakuten is a no-brainer. It's free and easy to join. That's Rakuten.com. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Rakuten. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Right, back at it, Homegrown Radio, broadcasting live, of course, on homegrownradio.net. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, hey, in the me. building with us right now, man. And what's so dope about this cat right now, we were talking outside or right before we got on, is that the shit he was doing is low-key the same shit Homegrown was yeah. doing. So it's like, I- I'm really interested to talk to this dude, man. You guys know him from the Drink Champs podcast, in the building with us right now. His DJ, resume supersedes that. Though. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> thank DJ you, EFN you. in the building yeah, right now. Yeah, make absolutely. some noise. Drink Champs, make some noise. <laughs> Bring the drink chance. Yeah, absolutely, man. How you feeling, bro? Uh, uh, I'm a little drunk still. That's good. Night. That's <laughs> What'd you do last night? Uh, just yeah, sake bombs with friends. Sake bombs with friends. Hung out with shout out to homie Merz. He just dropped the album today. Shout we were out hanging, to my big We were hanging out with him yeah. last night. So yeah. Hey, Merz is crazy as fuck. Yeah. yeah. You know, let me tell you, you. Let me tell you why Merz is crazy. Because he really rapped 24 hours. Yeah, he did. Oh, he, he did. did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was and like, look it. And they look it. He looked it before he was rapping for 24 yeah, yeah. hours. Like, I think his, his beard grew even more <laughs> while he was we saw it. fucking crazy, yeah, bro. Man, I shot the homie, though. Love yeah. to the dude, man. Now, now EFM, man, I didn't know you were actually from L.A., bro. Born in L.A. And, and, part? I, and I feel, I'm, I mean, the hospital was in Anaheim, but I lived in Southgate, Huntington Park. Wow. My family now is in Downey. That's crazy. Uh, my, my, I was telling him, my grandparents lived in Inglewood. Get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here. Yeah, um, I don't know the area. They, they actually had tried to move them because they built the freeway where they used to live. It was like, I think Inglewood and Hawthorne. I don't know. Something. Oh, I don't know if that makes sense. 105. 105. Yeah, yeah. Still off of, uh, yep. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, and I used uh, to be, Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I have my fondest memories. Wow. And I heard a bunch of drive-bys. That's yeah. <laughs> you might hear one or two while we out here right my now. My grandparents were know. there during the riots. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they, they called me and they were telling me how like the news was only showing, this is crazy. They were like, there's a bunch of Latinos out here rioting. <laughs> the news is not exciting. Right, right, right. Man, not don't put all. nothing past the Latinos going to make it work. Yeah. They're going to make it happen. Yeah, they're like, the Mexicans, you know, my grandparents, they're Cubans, so they're like, they're not, in their mind, they're like, they're not Mexicans. They're so they're Mexican. like, the Mexicans are wilding right, right, the right. fuck out. <laughs> and you ever noticed that? Like, I was, because I was listening, talking to my boy, um, Andrew, and then, um, um, Akash, I don't know if you know who Akash Singh is, but they're comedians, and he was saying how people in people in sub minority groups are more racist oh, than wait. white people. <laughs> Matt- He's like Indian people hate races. Hindu people. <laughs> yeah, and fucking, you know what I mean. Like, and, and yeah. um, uh, uh, Cubans hate Mexicans. Yeah, yeah, everybody thinks they're different or whatever. They whatever little thing that's different from them. They're like, I'm yeah. not them. Right, right. You know what right. I'm like, at least I'm not that. Like, yeah, you know like saying? South Americans to Cubans because because they killed all the Indians in Cuba like right. quick. Damn, like Taino Indians were wiped out. So a lot of the Cubans are either descended from Africans mm-hmm. or Europeans. Mm-hmm. So the Cubans feel they're they're better because they're not Indian. 
I don't know why that's bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're like South Americans, fucking Indians. You know, like <laughs> I don't know why that's a bad man, thing, man. but okay, right. whatever. You know. Right. Now, now, man, we, he said the, the, your resume supersedes the Drink Chance podcast, and uh, that's one of the things I, I want to touch on. I definitely want to touch on your your, your documentary, documentary sure. as well. But you know, going from from day one, man, who is the DJ EFN? Where did it all start for you? And and coming from LA, <laughs> and then going to to Miami, obviously, right. and starting from there, building where did this this love for hip hop come from? And then we'll get into the whole. I story mean, I. I love for music period okay. like i love music music you know it's just something that that was a calling early in life and then um i tell the story like i had like i was into all kinds of music so uh, I, if you heard of when i was a little kid i was a skater you know which might have been too. my la influence i don't yeah. know but i was a skater you know yeah. and then i had mixtapes my own little mixtapes i would make and i would have anything from like punk rock mm-hmm. thrash because skaters like to listen to thrash and punk and i had like beastie boys and ll and, and dougie fresh and yeah it was this mega death iron maiden like it was a mix of all kinds of stuff yeah so I, I didn't have like the calling specific to hip-hop yet but i always say that when nwa came on the scene mm. i never heard like a music i mean in terms of rap and hip-hop that really like it called it like an emotion came out. Like I was scared of these motherfuckers. I'm like, really? yo, this shit is like they mad. It's dangerous. They angry, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and hip hop to that point for me personally hadn't conveyed that emotion. It yet. was happy, you know. Not even just happy. Just hadn't given that emotion. It was mm. just like kind of like, you know, I don't know. It just it just didn't give that kind of like emotion that just jumped out at me. Gotcha, you, gotcha. You. And I was like, this shit is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, now, and did, it, did any music at that point ever do that for you, or was it just at that time hip hop? Well, no. Didn't? Other music did it, but it wasn't. This what happened was is that I realized that this is the music of my generation. Like I loved music uh, from gotcha, other generations, gotcha. but you, you know, relate to this now. So you know, I felt like the music is like the soundtrack of, of generations and, yeah. and lives. You know, so and I love like music and movies, and you can like the music helped me like like interpret the movie. Got gotcha. you. So it's when, like a score. Yeah, the score of like are your life. Right, right, right. So right. when NWA came and I saw the power of, of hip hop, then I was like, yo, this is this music is in its infancy. Mm. And I, I could actually get involved in it if yeah. I really wanted to. And even more in Miami. Because mm. in Miami is even more infant. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, the scene, scene wasn't bubbling like that. Nah, yet. it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. It, it, bass music and shout out to Luke and all these guys. But they at that point bass Miami bass felt it it they were like different from like hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like they were like it's up genres, shit. you know, like it yeah, they were trying shit. to they were separate. Itself. Was it was it more or less like a commercial type of no, thing, or it was just, just a different, different type of music? Different. Okay, you know, gotcha. like like I mean, now in retrospect, it's all hip hop. Got you, got you, got you. But back then, it was like it's it's dance music. Got gotcha. sense. Sound like know? techno or some shit, like right? That. And hip hop is or like how they do um like dubstep. Like dubstep is essentially like tra- a trap, right? Right. So it's like I see the comparable. Yeah. So so I just I felt like I was like, yo, I think I could get involved in this, and I could actually. Like I have a chance in in, in being involved in this evolution in yeah. my city at least, and that's what that's when I started. Like I started, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I wasn't yeah. a DJ yet. I didn't have bread to, to right, be a DJ. Right. Like I didn't have money to buy turntables. Yeah. I was broke as a motherfucker. And we yeah. got the same fucking story, you know. And, <laughs> and when I finally was able to, like, first I used to make pause tapes off of two tape decks, Shit. which were hand me down tape yeah. decks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and then when I finally had a little paper, I got the the, the starter, the DJ starter kit in the back of the Source magazine, the two Gemini's. Crazy, yeah. And yeah. then later, a couple years after that, um, my father helped me uh, get techniques and then when i got the techniques is when i got a little bit more serious but i started like my crew crazy hood productions mm-hmm. before i was a dj and we would throw parties and stuff and this was when you were in miami this is when you actually everything's moved. in my i was i was raised in miami gotcha, you know? gotcha. but i feel la because I, I have family here i come here mm-hmm. almost damn near every year yeah and i feel like i'm bi-coastal in that sense yeah. but i'm a miami boy when you when you when you decided to like when you pull out your like because i remember my first time when i hopped on the turntables like and i was trying to learn how to dj yeah. figure it out like what did that shit sound like like shit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I remember that shit. Like, and then when you were when another question is, this is DJ shit. Yeah, but when you was like feeling around on the turntables and trying to figure out, like, did you did you just start mimicking shit you used to see other people doing, or did yeah, you? Yeah, I had no, I, I didn't know any DJs. I'm oh, looking, yeah. I'm just looking at videos or reading magazines, and I started buying the the X Men videotapes. The X Men DJ yeah, crew, yeah, yeah. you know, and I was just like, yo, oh, they turned the turntable like this. Oh, that's how that. it goes. Okay, I do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I was just, you know, trying to do whatever. Yeah, whatever I saw. But I, shit, I wish I knew some DJs back then because right. I would have been a hell of a lot better. Right, 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 right. But I just, I had such a passion for it, man. Like, you know, just just having turntables and those, those first Gemini's were belt drive. Which are oh, horrible. bell drives are terrible. Oh my god, yeah, terrible! Horrible. But that? I was the happy direct driver. Bell drive. It's, it's a kind of turntable. It's like um, the direct driver is like more like um, it's like magnet. Just put it like this: when you go like this, uh, 
The shit, yeah, it takes a minute oh, to go shit. back. Oh, yeah, God damn. So it doesn't. It's not as on point. No, yeah. not, at all. Not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Now, Crazy Hood Productions. Now, you you, you started that. Mm-hmm. What was the reasoning behind starting Crazy Hood Productions at the time? Well, like I said, I just wanted to get involved in the local scene. So I this is like, your this is your your participation in the scene for the right. Most part. I was it was my senior year of high school. You know, you, you, everybody's thinking your senior. What am I gonna do in right, life? Right, right. So I was like, ah, I want to be in hip hop. I want to start. You know, everybody was cruise. Mm-hmm. So you start, you think of a name, and, and the reason why it was Crazy Hood is, is crazy because I literally thought I was insane, <laughs> really? like like medically. Really? Yeah, I thought I was like... Like clinically couple, insane. Yeah, like not thug, thugged out insane. I thought I was like... Why? Well, just life. Like Oh, like you had been through some shit and you was... Yeah, like, like I tell people like... I understood the Columbine motherfuckers. Like, wow. I thought of that, that shit my crazy. damn self. Get the fuck but I wasn't going to kill innocent people. Right, I was right, going right, to kill right. some motherfuckers right. that I hated, you know? Right, 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 right. So, so, like, yeah, I thought I was, like, a little bit loose, yeah. you know, like, like with my shit. So I, that's where crazy came from. And then uh, hood, because the attire for, for hip-hop heads in that time was wearing hoodies. Gotcha. Even in Miami's hot, but in school was cold. Right, right, they, right. they crank up the AC, so we rocked the hoodies. Yeah. The champion hoodies, to be specific. So it was crazy hood, not neighborhood. Gotcha, People thought gotcha. always it was neighborhood. Yeah. And, um, and productions to sound professional. Gotcha. So gotcha. we're crazy hood productions, you know? That's the way trying to throw that shit on on it to make it sound less abrasive. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Crazy uh, Hood Incorporated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And our slogan is who's crazy, which is rhetorical, you know? Right. right. Yeah. Now, okay, so you, you start off to do that and, and in that sense, did you ever want to rap at the time too, or was it more or less you knew oh, I'm a player? Everybody a, tried to rap. Yeah, oh I, somebody was asking me um <laughs> I didn't want to be a rapper, uh-huh. but I'm like, I could rap. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I got some bars. Everybody for tried to rap. So yeah. I rapped on the intros of like a lot of my well, not a lot, but a couple of my mixtapes I, I rhymed, mm-hmm. you know. Crazy. And then you, you and wrote out. my own lyrics, by the way. There we go. No, that's, that's the big thing. <laughs> no, man. you didn't. So, I completely wrote my lyrics. Don't All lie, my own shit. Don't lie. That was the era. Nobody writes their not, own shit. You had to write your lyrics. <laughs> it's crazy nowadays that that's, that's what we're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ghostwriting and. and uh, but I, it's always been a thing. Yeah, though. it's nothing new. It's nothing that's new. That's nothing new. Yeah, it's yeah. just at the forefront of. Do you think that that takes away from an artist? Like, do you. like? I remember I listened to. I listened to. I'm subscribed to the podcast. So I was listening when you guys were talking about um, oh the argument the retargument or the <laughs> the yeah. retargument I was listening yeah. to retargument actually today um, because I'm behind a couple of weeks but I, it was one back in I remember it was you had somebody on and we were talking and you guys were talking we you guys were talking about uh, <laughs> Eddie the ass eater was 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 drunk as fuck and he was going you in you guys on were that. talking about Ghost Riders and yeah. it's like in order to be the best right do you have to write your own shit. And I, I remember you being somewhat objective about it. Like, it, it wasn't. I held back that episode. I wasn't like. That's what I'm saying. Totally you, it wasn't, it you, you were being objective. It wasn't concrete. So that's why I'm asking you now. What do you think, as far as to be the GOAT? Like, to be number one, Greatest do you have time. to write your own shit? It depends on what you're saying. Number one in entertainment or number one in hip hop? In hip hop. I think you got to write your own shit. So, okay. But, right. but, that's fair. That's fair. But I'm not mad at you if you don't and you're just a good entertainer. Right. Right, right. You know? No, I was. You know what? That's dope too. That you because I the on the on the one I was listening to today about uh, the young thug thing. As far as like, oh, people say I'm an entertainer. Or I'm, I'm. They don't. They kind of like try to take away from their right. responsibility or discre- yeah. or discredit themselves yep. before you can do it. Yep. Do you think that's a cop out or do you think that total that, cop out? Total cop out. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think too. Because yeah. no, nobody really. Well, I'm not gonna say nobody, but at this point, it, right now, every, all the lines of it are pretty much blurred. Like nobody said, like you said, it's either hip hop or entertainment. Nobody is stepping in and saying, "Look, I am the king or queen." of hip-hop it's right. like yo it's rap and when you say rap it's like it. oh it's based off the numbers oh is it based off the numbers or is it based off of the lyrics like nobody goes in a specific direction and say yo this is what it is and that's where it goes having arguments with people on Facebook and that's one thing <laughs> yeah. that you notice they on don't, Facebook people are the worst they'll have their own opinions on the internet period yeah, people have their own fucking opinions but then when you break it down to what the science of what they're thinking about it's like oh you're saying entertainment or you're saying bars like shit wasn't like it was back in the days if, right. if we're talking about hip-hop like in its purest form and people talk about in, in, in the raw aspect of hip hop these mo- motherfuckers aren't doing the same shit that they were doing back in the day you're not right. going in the parks battling freestyling like they were back in the day right. it's entertainment now it's all attention at this point in time now granted you've got to have bars but even bars is broken down to yo who's getting the most attention at this right. point in time so do you think okay so let me ask you this from your perspective because you you've seen you've seen multiple generations right, and right. eras in the evolution of hip hop right absolutely are you still in love with it like you were when you when you got those techniques. Um, is it the same? Is- I I fall in and out of love all the time mm, with hip hop. Like sometimes that, yeah. I'm in a, in a space where, where something like a, an event, and I'm like, this is what I remember. Right. And then sometimes I'm 
and also the business is what taints the, it. Yeah. Like I hate the business of, of, mm. of music and hip hop, and you know. So so yeah, I fall in and out of love all the time. That's a, that's real shit. Because yeah. I feel like that all the time. Like we, me and him, will talk about it, and it's like, like it'd be like. You know how people will ask you, like, oh, you know, are you passionate? Do you still you still have the hunger? It's like I still have the hunger, and I still have the drive to want to be a part of the the culture. That's really hungry. The hunger, okay. The hunger. (laughs) That's really hungry. I'm hungry right now. So I still want. I still have the hunger to be a part of the culture and (laughs) to do and embrace what what it is. But then, sir, like you said, once you. Once you get involved in the business of it, right. and you start doing, you start seeing behind the curtain, it kind of takes the allure away from it. Do you, have you had that experience? Yeah, no, I do. Time. What I'm passionate about is like I look at it now, like I, I believe I'm an artist, like art, mm-hmm. and I want to create my vision. So I'm passionate about that. Yeah. So I want to give people, like I want to try and show people what I what what made me passionate about hip hop through my creations, and that's that's what I'm passionate about now. Yeah. But I, often I fall in and out of love out of the whole scene of you know the culture of what it is I, sometimes it's not even a culture anymore it's just yeah. it's just a business it is. and it's, it's just it sucks you know it's yeah. I, I, I feel bad like like now I get it like you know how you say you know when you're young and the, yeah. your parents like ah, shit. Yeah. like I get it now yeah. like I yeah. get it you know and that's why I love that I'm so happy that I got involved because it is the music of my generation and I got to see it in it's baby steps and I got to experience it right. and meet artists before they were you know huge and, 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 I'm, and, I, and I'm grateful for that man right. I feel bad for kids that don't have that now because because they they not do you know they don't have that it yeah. seems it's not what it was. I have an experience. I have a, something that we that I talk about all the time where I don't want to be a part of. Like I stopped wanting to be a part of shit that I'm a fan of. Right. And like it don't it doesn't necessarily come from hip hop, but it comes from the the entertainment industry, yeah. the business of, of entertainment. Right. Evil. So like <laughs> so you talking about like shit that I'm into the entertainment industry. Uh, I'm a gamer and like I, I used to I used to love professional wrestling like okay. I was a big fucking I flew to Miami actually for the for WrestleMania. Did you vote for Trump because negative. He, <laughs> he got he got all his skills from re- the wrestling world. Exactly. So the thing Great. is, and I love I, I love watching Trump get his ass whipped during that whole phase. <laughs> but the the reason I bring that up is because I've met certain artists and people who I was fans of and or necessarily I met them also been around them right. been in situations where we work together and it's like oh you fucked it up for me yeah do you have a couple of those all the time all the time all the time so so are you at the point now like where i'm at it's like i don't want to meet nobody else i'm a fan of yeah (laughs) basically (laughs) yeah all the time man it's it's disappointing you get disappointed by by the icons the legends or whatever but i mean like i'm just i'm 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 become jaded by it Mm, exactly so like i said that you can own that though like i fall back on just i want to be passionate about what i do Mm. and try to give people that same feeling that someone gave me yeah. back in the days I want to give that to somebody else and that's what I'm concentrating on yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about that too like you said going through different phases of, of this industry this career and just going through ups and downs I was going to say how what, what keeps you motivi- motivated but the art of giving back obviously is, is key creation man yeah. like it's just to, to be able to wake up and, and, and especially when you have something like a drink champs yeah. that's so successful what I, what I love about that is I wake up every morning and there's a different opportunity because of the success of that yeah. show Yeah, but I can I can seg that segue into something else that right, I'm doing right, you know right. so it's always exciting for me that's yeah. what I love yeah. if I, you wake up in the morning and you got no emails and nobody gives a fuck about you it's <laughs> no motivation you're like right. damn I can't right. do shit you right. know what the fuck is but, going on yeah but I'm but I'm, I'm I look forward to the fact that I can do things and impact people you know what I'm saying I could use this platform and do other things yeah so let's talk about the success of the Drink Champs, man. Because you guys did it. You you, had, you guys had a, a radio show prior to that. Yeah, XM before a- the, the merger, and then Sirius XM. Really? Okay. So yeah. talk about talk about that because we we went from you uh, obviously moving from LA to Miami, right. wanting to be involved with this this infancy stage of hip hop. Right. Um, obviously being responsible for helping multiple artists get their names and breaking out there in, in the scene. So now that fast forward some years, you know. You you have the recognition. You have people behind you, and now you do this this show on Sirius and on XM. Right. Um, what what did and didn't work out with those situations? To now, obviously, it's working with Drink, Drink Champs, Champs, but it didn't work with those two situations. I mean, I don't know why it didn't work back then, but it wasn't called Drink Champs. Yeah, no, no, I was, yeah, the yeah. Militainment, Militainment, Crazy Raw Radio. Yeah, Nori had moved down to to Miami. He moved specifically to my neighborhood, Kendall. Wow. Um, after he did the reggaeton stuff, right? Yeah, and he was working out in my studio, and we would just. We get, you know, we get drunk, we get crazy, and then, and then I, we, this opportunity came through Leo G at sixty six Raw mm-hmm. on XM, and they said, yo, we could pre record our shows and send them to them, and they will air them on on XM. We did that, and it's if you listen or you see, we have some clips on on YouTube. It sounds just like Drink Champs, mm-hmm. right. you know. We're saying make some noise, we're right. drinking Tiger Bone, we're right. acting wild. 
Um, then the merger happened. Then we were on uh, from 66 Raw Station. We went to to Hip Hop Nation mm-hmm. and then to Backspin. And then Nori, the CNN got back together and they did a tour in Europe. And that's when we just stopped doing it. Gotcha. And we weren't making no money off of it. It gotcha. was just purely just love. Just to promote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promote ourselves. And But I love that. Ex- like, I love doing that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, how can we do this? Again, and maybe monetize it somehow. Right. And I had a friend, and you say gaming. I have a good friend, uh, Godfrey, who does Gamer Tag Radio. He's actually like a. That like, shit is big. Yeah. No, gaming is huge. Yeah. No, no, gaming with the, the, the gaming and then video and that shit now. That's like the. I don't know how old it is. Twitch, now, all that shit. All that shit is. Well, is my big. homie from Gamer Tag Radio, yeah. they're like one of the like original podcasts, like in the podcast Hall of Fame. And really? Shit. Yeah, and he's from, <laughs> he's from my homie. Yeah, yeah. It's, homie's like ill, and so he's always been like, what's ill about podcasters? They're they're advocates for podcasts. They want everybody to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of like weird, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want everybody to do everything. What I'm doing, <laughs> right, right, right. So he was always like, yo, Fuck you got to do a podcast. Right, you got to do right, a podcast. Right. <laughs> so he was always telling me, yo, do a podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I would tell Nori, yo, we could do a podcast. And he, at first he didn't get Resistant it. Resistant to it. Yeah, because podcasting seemed like nerd shit. Yeah. You know, hip hop motherfuckers want to fuck right, with podcasts. Right, 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 right. So um, it took five years. Wow, of convincing to, and trying well, to get... it's just different things happen. Like the dudes from uh, Ellis uh, Loudspeakers Network, right, yeah. combat, they mm-hmm. had reached out. And to Nori, and they said, oh, why don't you do what you did on Sirius XM? Do it as a podcast. Oh. And so he he put them in contact with me, and it seemed like we were going to do it. And then Nori just didn't follow through, so it didn't happen. So I was like, Fucking yo. the money up. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> they even Nori, set bro. equipment Fucking and everything. Up, and I had to send it back Fuck and shit. Fuck out of here. So, um, and then, stop fucking the money. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, I don't know, he came to his senses at one point. He was like, all right, let's, let's, let's do this. So we got serious again about it. And we started talking to those guys again. But then my boy Godfrey from Gamertag, he had he had been at CBS. He was doing his stuff at CBS. He's like, yo, you want to want me to pitch it to CBS? And I told Nori, yo, CBS. And just CBS just sounds good. He's great. like, oh, yeah, yeah, CB yeah. fucking ass. Right, yeah, right, I'm a CBS right. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Just so throw that out Nori's there. like, yeah, that sounds yeah, amazing. Right. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah, do that shit. So, yeah. so we, we pitched it. We, we, you know, they gave us a, a basic podcast deal. And then what really sealed the deal for Nori is he did Tax Stone. Mm-hmm. And he saw there was like another street dude doing, doing this. Yeah. This platform, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, I could see myself doing right, this." Right. And then Jay Z called him off of that interview he did. So he knew the reach, so he was like, "Oh, people are listening to this shit." Yeah. And then that's then we 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 launched the show from that. Shout out to my bro Taxstone. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's that's crazy. So I didn't I didn't realize that it was it, it. Well, I knew that there was the show years back, but I didn't realize that, that you guys were in the position to, to possibly do the podcast at another point in time. Years oh, yeah. back, years. That's wild. So I mean, that that just goes to show you, man. Just stay consistent with your shit and figure some shit out, and it worked. And, and mind out. you, the brand I had held it like I didn't know it was going to be a podcast, mm. but I just loved the moniker Drink Drink Champs. champs. Oh, okay. Because we used to say it in our studio. Yeah. Like, you ain't a drink champ. You drunk motherfucker right yeah. so i i got the website my you already had like it five years you was before. ready to go i got the twitter i got the instagram all that shit yeah it's safe to say that you you are the um how, how do you say this uh the anchor that keeps the ship in place right, right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> say, yeah let's say that uh, you know what i'm saying shout yeah. to nori make yeah. that shit go <laughs> um so so now with this now th- this attention that you've gotten over here um with with drink champs and i, and I, I love successful stories like this because yeah. it, it goes to show it, it and for the people, the people that do listen to our show too, there's a combination of artists that's trying to get their name out there, right. brands that's trying yeah. to get up and just trying to get started. Um, and, and a lot of the times they get discouraged because shit may not go right from the, in the beginning. Right. But it's like, dude, you got to fucking put your work in. It doesn't happen overnight. You know yep. what I'm saying? Um, how do you? How do you? Again, I'm not gonna say stay motivated, but being through this shit and the falling out of love with it, like being uh, jaded, being jaded, like I'm jaded. Being the the creation of it, like sometimes you still get blocked by the politics or the bullshit. Yeah. How do you maneuver around that when you still want to be in the space to, to create in in an industry that doesn't really give a fuck about creators? Right. I, I believe in consistency. Mm-hmm. And then there's a point where you invest so much in what you're doing that you just can't look back. True. I don't believe in losing my investment. Very true. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My investment in life. Yeah. You know, because investing I, yourself. I, yeah, but I gave up a lot of things. Like, I, like it doesn't mean everybody has to do this, but I purposely didn't have a family, like children, mm. because I knew if I had children, I, I was going to have to just divert from doing this stuff and just have a family. Me right. too. So yeah. I didn't have a family, yeah. you know, which now I'm trying to have a family. Right, right. But, um, but yeah, you just, just consistency, man. And what I did specifically, because I didn't come from money, mm-hmm. is... I just was versatile in, in, in business within the same scope of like the world that I'm in, like music and hip hop and culture. So 
I just, can I do uh, marketing? Yeah, I market Crazy Hood. Yeah. I can market for you too. Right. So I became one of the biggest street teams in Miami. I worked for Def Jam, Capitol Records, Universal. I mean, you name it, Priority, whoever. Yeah. I, I Coca-Cola at one point, Bacardi. So I became a marketer. <laughs> I had opened a hip-hop clothing store when, when that was... That was a void in Miami. Mm. But once they started selling clothing, you know, that wasn't my passion. So I stopped doing right, that. Right. You know, I, I manage artists because yeah. I, I make sense. I could tell people what to do. Smart. I have the ideas. So I started managing artists. So it's like you, you got to become versatile. You got to find money within the space to, to just to support what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you can't just be like, I'm just going to be a DJ and that's all I'm going to fucking nah, do. Yeah, hell. Yeah. You know, I started a record pool. I was like, I'm getting records yeah, from all these fucking yeah, yeah. labels. So I was like, send me more. Yeah. And I started a record pool, you know? Damn. So, and I started a website and I started selling merch, you know, <laughs> from early on. And, and I studied other people doing things like Luke Records, Ruthless Records, uh, Rap-A-Lot Records. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how, what are they doing? How are they doing? I took little things that made sense to me and created my own blueprint. Mm -hmm. And I'm still doing that, yeah. you know, and I'm still learning. I always believe you, you never stop learning. Now, how, how do you do that and because they all they also say uh, you want to learn multiple things but in order to be successful you got to focus your attention on one thing for a certain period of time what are your thoughts on that no it's true like it, sometimes it was it was detriment to, to to what i'm doing to have all these different things but it was needed because I had to. I had to have a living. Right. Mm -hmm. What nobody else gonna do it for you anyway? Right. I need need to make a living. And and but what's the thing is is that you got to manage yourself properly. Gotcha. You know the, the your time and everything. But all these different things, I was able to meet different people mm -hmm. in different areas of the industry, mm -hmm. which you create a network, and your network is really your net worth, worth in, sure. in the industry. 100%. You know, you create relationships and real relationships, yeah. not, not like you're just using somebody. Right. You know, like, even when they down, you still fucking with them. Exactly. Because they're going to get back up too, and you know, you might be down and you're going to get up, like, you want to create real relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's what sustained me. Yeah. You know, these relationships helped me. Like, for example, when we did the first coming home, I was, and this goes back to being versatile, like, I wasn't a filmmaker. Mm. My homie, that's one of my artists, he had went to like, like uh, community college film school. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's Fuck create a try. film. Yeah, let's yeah. just do it, you know. And it got, you know, it, it, people liked it. And then my homie that was at MTV, they used to hit me up for the mixtape Mondays. Yeah. He hits. He he came to a screening we did in New York, and he's like, "Yo, I'm at this new network that Diddy started called Revolt. <sighs> oh, let me, let me get your shit. DVD and let me take it over there. This is in 2012 when we when we did the film. Right, right. And he's like, "We're about to launch next next year." And I was like, "Okay, cool, here." And then they hit me up and they licensed the film. Network, Full circle. Man. And that's your your network. Yeah. You know what I'm saying your network. So talk about the the, the documentary. What, what was when you linked up with your boy? Like you said, it was in community college trying yeah. to start this off. Like what was. What were you what were you attempting to do and, and kind of give people the background of what the the documentary is about yeah. and uh just the the whole different side of like you said of creating for yourself. The first film was strictly about like the first initial idea was I just wanted to go to Cuba as a Cuban American that uh -huh. never been, you know, I was born in the states and I wanted to see Cuba in its bubble because I already I could already foresee that things were going to change. They okay. were going to open up Cuba. I wanted to go before it opened up. Oh, uh, to see what it's authentically like. Yeah, see it in the bubble. Right. Maybe see some remnants of what my parents might have lived in. Right. So that was the idea, just to go. And then once we started to plan the trip, I was like, I, I told my boys, like, let's film it. Like, this is an experience. Let's yeah, film it yeah. at, at the very least for ourselves. Right, right. So this, this was just something you wanted to do for your own. For myself, personal. yeah. Oh, I didn't think okay. anybody. No, but would people care. don't get to get that experience. I've never, I've never, you know, saw that. Right. So like, that's something I would, I would want to see as, so, a, as an outsider. So no, 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 it's all good. So when, um, so when we started to plan it, then another friend of mine who had been to Cuba because I was consulting with people who had gone, mm -hmm. he's like, yo, I know, I know amazing hip hop artists in Cuba. Do you want to link with them? And I'm like, yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, yeah. You know, so then I told my boys, like, let's let's. I mean, let's just film everything, but let's let's make it a point to meet these artists. Let's see how they do hip hop yeah. in mm. Cuba. So we we filmed the, you know, we did the, we went, filmed the experience, we came back, we put together this amateur film, and then some film festivals gave us like we got won like a couple awards, some small the film festival. People started saying how much they loved the film, they loved the heart of the film. I mean, mm. the film technically isn't that good; it's our first film, right, right. But they really loved the authenticity of the film. Mm. It's raw. Yeah, and then like I said, my boy took it to Revolt, and it, we were the first original acquisition at Revolt. Really? So. I knew dudes that were filmmakers for years. That was their the thing, and they couldn't get a film, you know, on yeah, TV. Yeah, that was. Hot. And, I, and I'm out the gate, so, I, so you know, I was yeah. inspired. I'm like, a little salty about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Feel some kind of way yeah. about it. I mean, I'm just like, yo, so you might feel you, some type you just of way about heart. it. You yeah. gotta have heart, bro. <laughs> Fuck him. So, 
So when uh, when we would show the film to different, you know, I originally thought only Cubans would like it. Yeah. Maybe other Latinos might like the film. Yeah. I didn't think other people would really care for the film. <laughs> and we started to hear people from all walks of life, all cultures, all different, you know, ethnicities and backgrounds being like, "Yo, you're inspiring me. I wanna, I wanna go back to my parents, you know, country." And <laughs> man, that'd be amazing. And then I was like, "Yo." I could maybe we could do like the hip hop Anthony Bourdain mm. and go on behalf of everybody yeah. to these different countries, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and explore the country, you know, through hip hop. And then we went to Peru. My homie Beats in the Hood, he's one of our producers, young producers. Shouts out, we shout went, out to you. Yeah, he's Peruvian. We went to Peru, and I just wanted to go to Machu Picchu. Get the fuck out of you here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, let's go to Machu Picchu, and we went with him. And then we went to Haiti. My homie who was Haitian American. Oh, you got stamps. Never, never been to Haiti. I took him back to Haiti. We went to the slums of Haiti, which yeah. was. Probably stupid, right? Right. But um, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, but you really got that authenticity. I'll probably, 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 I'll meet you in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Haitians in Haiti were like, "You're an asshole for going there. You would, you would have died. You would have fucked our country up." So, and then uh, in this recent film, we went to Vietnam. That's crazy. So I didn't realize it was a series to this. I mean, there's been multiple trips. I mean, my goal is to really do an Anthony Bourdain no, hip hop. That's, that's, that's my goal, ultimate goal. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so throughout these trips, I and mean, what, what do you notice? What are the co- common themes that you're noticing from one? It started starting from home from right. Cuba to like you said Peru. Um, it was another place. Haiti, Haiti, and Vietnam. And now Vietnam. we're going to Colombia in April first. Get the fuck out of it. So, yeah. so what are, what are the common things that you're noticing uh, across these trips in different countries? I mean. It- a that hip hop is so influential around Hell the world. Yeah. Like it's really I, I call it the number one cultural export from the United States. Wow. Cultural I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna steal that. I'm not gonna give you no, credit take for it. Take it man. I'm not gonna give you credit. I'm just keep I'm just keeping it solid no, with no, you. No, you. I'm not gonna give you credit for that. Yeah. I'm probably gonna say that on real ninety two three. I feel like the films I'm it's trying documented to, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm trying to teach us here in the US something because our responsibility to the world is crazy. Like this isn't this is something that that we're influencing everybody around the world. The world, right, right. You know, and what are we doing with that opportunity? We're yeah. squandering it, man. Yeah. And and it's ill because you see the way that people interpret hip hop in different countries different ways. Mm. You know, and the thing is, is that in some places it's dangerous how they're interpreting it because they take it literally. Word. So if we talking about gang banging, oh, we talking about drugs, so it's yeah. not metaphors to them. It's not. It's not like they like you. You that's what you guys. That's right, hip hop. Then that's it. what I'm doing. Hip hop. Well, I mean, you can see it in Japan. Japan has a strong oh, West yeah, Coast influence. You got they got yeah. khakis and fucking low riders yeah. and still they got bandanas and shit. Let like, me tell you something. When when I went DJ when Cos. I went to like like how I guess how your experience was uh-huh. when you when you saw like oh shit this is some shit out here. Yeah. When I went to I went and did a tour out in Japan. And I was out there, and I was going to, like all over the all over the um, the country, like Chiba, and you know. Yeah. Um, so when I'm at these places, and I'm looking around, like hip hop did this, like our music transformed their entire world that they live in in, yep. in their bubble, right? So essentially, when you go to these places and you see what what music can do to people, or what hip what a culture can do mm-hmm. to a country. It fuck, did it fuck you up? Because when I'm out there and I'm, I'm watching dudes, lit, like he said, I'm, I'm watching Crips and Bloods and they got pistols and rags and they girls are in bandana uh, yep. uh, bikini tops and shit. And I see, and I do, dudes that can't speak English. No, I'm from, like, I have a translator, right? One of my boys, um, DJ Cos, he's from Japan. And he's translating. He's like, he said he's from, he's from Rolling 20 Crep in Long Whoa. Beach. He's never left Japan. He cannot speak English. But, but he, he got on the Steelers shit. Right. And you cannot tell him he's not from Rolling 20 Crep yeah. in Long Beach. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. That's, that totally transformed the way I thought about this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So when you're there and you're looking at it, do you look at it like, like a happy like oh this is dope or do you look at it like oh shit we gotta we gotta take accountability yeah no sometimes it depresses me <laughs> like like one I've told this story a couple times but one of the things that happened like for example in Peru I think it's a perfect example of this so I know West Coast is a little different but in Miami Latins blacks we all say nigga right yeah yeah you know what I'm saying like, yeah, it's a that. common thing so so we're my homie who's Jamaican who rolls with us we're we're in Peru and there's this Peruvian kid he's like a graffiti writer he's like. The whole time, nigga, 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 nigga. Yeah. So my boy, he's like, "Yo, man, I'm not with all I'm that. Not, you know, it's bad enough y'all motherfuckers say. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta come I'm to another motherfucking country, country and, <laughs> and hear this motherfucker say it with an accent. <laughs> and a whole country. He was hot. hot yeah. He was hot. You know. Where's he from? He's well. He's Jamaican. He lives in Miami. Oh, he's, he's Jamaican, okay. but Jamaican. be in London. So right, like, right. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Jamaicans are about they respect. Yeah. No, my boy was heated. So, so the dude, and he knows because he's friends with the kid now. So the kid, you know, he's the whole time. Hey, my. 
nigga, nigga. So nah, you got about seven I, left. You got about seven left, yo. It's I'm not facing you me, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my boy's like, yo, I'm not having this no more, bro. Hey, he's taking it on a chain yo, each so, time. So <laughs> the dude, the kid, he notices that my boy's got an attitude with him uh-huh. now. And the kid goes to me, he's like, in Spanish, he's like, yo, what's up with Drain? Like, yeah. why is he so mad at me? I said, bro, you keep saying nigga around like, here. Right. He's like, he looked at me like befuddled. Right. He's like, but you, you told us that. He did it. This you, is it y'all gave you. guys taught us that. Right. What do you want me to say? Right. It's in all the music. Right. Damn. Then, <laughs> yeah. So that's, they don't know. Good. the. That's You know what? That That's an interesting but that, Why would they? That that's just, Like I said, that's just the, the music and that's the language. That's the lifestyle. If that if they're hearing that on every single track, yeah. they're going to just regurgitate okay, that. Okay, so what that does is, is leapfrog us into, let's say, uh, a stereotype. Right. right. So... Like me, like me, I'm the asshole at the, at, at the radio station. When we're at iHeart, I'm the asshole. I'm I'm following everybody around, talking shit, saying disrespectful, irritating things to people. That's just on me purpose. I, on purpose. That's just that's <laughs> just how I get out. I'm just naturally I'm just, that's him, huh? Naturally, that's just him. That's just me naturally. Like right. I just you know what I mean. It's just um so. When it comes to stereotypes, right? right? So, like, I'm like, I walk around and I, I ask all the white people, like, it was in February, like, I walk up with my Snapchat, hey, what you getting me from Black History Month? <laughs> <laughs> all the white people in the office. Oh. And, then, and then, you know, you want reparations now. Right now. <laughs> Immediately. We're going to settle so, the shit. But in a lot of white seconds. a lot of the people that we, a lot of white people, a lot of people we work with know my personality. Right, right. So they're, you know, oh, I'm getting you some chicken or some, <laughs> some, some yeah, watermelon. Now. or Right, right. Off back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm with all of that bullshit. Right. I'm with all of it. You give it and you take it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I can take it. Right. So when when you so when your boy, the Jamaican guy, this I'm pretty sure that in his mind he has stereotypes that he's placed on other right. people as well. Of course. And he not he doesn't necessarily take accountability for it. Nah, yeah. So like when you like oh Asian people can't drive or right. you know, oh she's a woman, of course she's driving like right. that, or old people can't drive and all this kind of shit. But stereotypes do come from a place. It's real. It's yeah. some real it's shit. Real, man. And so like to it. like Jamaica like make do a Jamaican accent. Hey man. See, that's a stereotype. Not a mercy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a stereotype. Oh, yeah. Everybody, and you said, see that, and that's not even um, fucking correct right. because we also, if you say "do Jamaican" to everybody, like, oh yeah, man, blah, blah, blah. yeah. So like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like he can't really be mad about no, it. No, no, no. He was being, he was just being a hard ass. Like he's just being a jerk about it. Did he understand that after the fact? Like, okay, we we are yeah. responsible for it, or I mean, it's still in the he's back? a certain personality, just like how you're a certain way. Like mm. my boy is just he you fucking piece of shit. About shit. Got you, got you. You know what I'm saying? I'm a piece like, of I'll shit. Like I tell you, one time we was in a car in Miami, drunk as fuck, and I guess I was doing the same shit that the kid was yeah. doing. Through. <laughs> and and, and I, mind you, he's my friend from high right, school, right. and he just had like he went off on me. Sick of that shit. Sick of that shit. Fuck you. I'm doing this. I'm like, what Bruh. the nigga? What's what? wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> my nigga, my nigga, what's wrong? Oh, shit. My nigga, hey, communicate. Somebody <laughs> tell me what's wrong with this nigga, please. Yeah. Oh, that would have been funny if you would have hit him with that. Yo, what's wrong with this nigga? Uh, Yo, I, I did, I did, I did, I did. Put that in the documentary, man. All right, so so this one, the, the latest one you said is uh, uh coming home, Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Now, were any of these? Uh, Why would you go? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why would you go to Vietnam? Uh, for me, it was personal. Again, like Cuba, my father fought in the war. Okay. Boom. I was I've about been to obsessed say, with Vietnam. Because that's a random... Kid. I know one person that's ever just willingly gone to Vietnam. Like, <laughs> right. like, oh, you know what? I'm going to book a flight and go to Vietnam. It's like... Why? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, was 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 any of this stemmed from? Have you seen the uh, uh, Good Morning Vietnam? The Robert oh Williams? no, I saw every Vietnam like gotcha. war movie. Like gotcha. I was the GI Joe kid yes. okay. that, that watched every sense. war movie and thought I literally thought I was in the war. Wow! I had flashbacks. I don't know how, but I had them. You had manifested flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, but yes. you fucking got drunk and made up yourself. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I threw a grenade in the room and All everything. You know. <laughs> now, okay, so now this one, the the one with Vietnam, that, that, where, are they all going to be placed on Revolt or how is this going to come they, out? Well, Cuba already aired. Okay. They do two-year licenses. With me gotcha, right gotcha, gotcha. So Cuba aired, uh, Peru aired, Haiti aired. Right now we're renegotiating the backlog again re-airing all of them but and they just did a 
another license for Vietnam. Yeah, Dope, it premieres man. March twenty third. Okay. Bowl, yeah. March when you when you go film this shit, do people look at you crazy? Like yeah. I was, I could imagine because yeah. you got a random, you got a Peruvian, you have a a, a, a Jamaican, yeah, no, you know, you Cuban, you got a random assortment of characters my, walking around with a camera in a foreign no, and country. My other homie Charlie, he on purpose, he does crazy beard designs. Oh hell! And he's no. like a diesel ass dude. No, no, no. With, he looks like a, they actually they think he's MMA wherever we go. They're like MMA, <laughs> you know, like he's like whatever. And he does these crazy designs, and then in Vietnam, he we had the Vietnamese barber shave who's crazy on the back of his head. Oh shit! And, it, and yeah, so they look at us nuts. I can imagine with that shit. What does that look like? Like imagine like we're like we we're in America, right? right. And then we just see like a big Ukrainian, right, right. A fucking a Russian. Yeah, we stand out. Yeah. Would, like, like a sword. Like who the fuck? Are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what the Walk fuck are they the doing out here with these cameras and shit? With cameras, and we just look odd, and we're yeah. drunk most of the most time, of, right? <laughs> so it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Now, what's one of the what's a situation that while film. That you may or may not have made it out of the situation. Like, okay, this was kind of. I don't know if we should have done this. Um, the first one was in Peru. Mm-hmm. We went to this hood called Callao. It would be like whatever worst hood you could think of here is mm-hmm. their worst. Watch, so, gotcha. watch yeah, the jungle, Jordan, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we went in, and we went into this dead end to meet this graffiti writer, and there was these dudes there playing ball, and they just. The guns came out. Oh shit! Yeah, immediately. Oh, yeah, you guys in foreign territory? Yeah, oh, because y'all stood out. So wait, wait. Well, no, y'all no. Drove up we were supposed walk- to meet this dude, but I don't know if he gave the memo to everybody else. Oh, he didn't tell the homies. And we'd be in a sprinter van because there's a lot of us. So this, uh, these sprinter vans look too clean uh, to go know. into any hood. Yeah, they don't know what's going so on. So the luckily the driver was like ex Peruvian military. So like before I knew it, he had turned that bitch around in case we had to get it the fuck right, out of that right. dead end. And we get out. They pull out the gats, and and we were all just like, oh, it's about to get real, right? now but they really were just showing us like they had them like and right you like, act up it's about to go wait down. wait okay so this was where in peru in, in a no, place I mean, called Callao. oh Callao. okay so when you and when you Callao, they didn't they didn't tell the homies that y'all was coming i don't know i don't know why the gats came out like, the gats came out though. i don't know shit, uh, the thing shit, is shit, the dude we were meeting was a graffiti writer mm-hmm. which when the gats came out i was like i don't know if the graffiti writer is gonna be able to protect us he don't got enough weight but apparently this this graffiti writer what he does is he paints murals of all the dead homies from all all the gangs in the hood so they all fuck with him that's so dope. he got the pass, but Super that don't mean he can. But I didn't friend. know it. Like, yeah. like I'm going there on a hunch. I think he's got the right, pass. Right, right, right. <laughs> I might be wrong. Like he might be like the, the nah. nerd in the in the good. You know, Damn. he don't got the weight, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, but see that there's a several there's a certain level of like. You being naive that allows you to get the best shit too. Because if you walk into the situation like, yo, we might not, we might may not. We're probably not supposed to be over here. It probably would hold back from you even doing anything in that yeah, that's true. You well, might go to the safe spots. Yeah. You might What's not the word get naivete? that wrong. Uh, I, that's, I, that's why I didn't try it. I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> just breathe real. Nah. Just forget it. Nah. Yeah. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga trip. This nigga trip. <laughs> like, people always tell me, why don't you take a rapper with you? And the reason why I don't take anybody, like a celebrity of any kind, mm-hmm. is it fucks up the experience. Gotcha. If the people know who the person is, it's not going to be that organic Right, feel, right, you know? right, right. And then the other dumb thing that I say is I, f- I really believe that I, well I'm, I'm betting on the hunch that hip hop is going to protect me the culture is going to protect mm. me the minute they realize that I'm a DJ my homeboy's a rapper this guy's a producer the minute that all is, is known the, all the barriers come down and everybody's accepting of us you know what's interesting what happens because obviously now your, your face is getting out there people are seeing who you are what happens now when you, you get into the, the next couple of Episode, not episodes, but the next few documentaries, right. and you start to get recognized in different places. Do you then put the experience on somebody else? I to, might, yeah. Okay. I definitely want to continue the the series, but if, if if I can't do it, I'll put it. You know, I'll produce it yeah. and have other people go. Don't you think that what, what it's interesting to me that you say that because I've been like I've traveled a lot. I've been I've been. I don't know, like 46 states. Stop right? trying to flex, dog. No, no, I'm talking about yeah, 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 46 shit. states. Speak, and I speak the language. Right. And I that <laughs> every fucking place that you go, there's a hood. Right. No oh. matter where you go. No matter you where can, you go. No matter what state yeah. you're in or whatever, yeah. right? Even in Japan, there's a hood. Everywhere. So I, I agree with what you said. I just want to relate to the fact that I had these experiences where I've gone places knowing that I was out of pocket under the naivete that, I don't know if that's you, the word. You can say I'm the just, assumption. I mean, Huh? The assumption works better too. Oh, assumption. Okay, yeah, I, w- yeah. I was just on that. We was on that yeah, thread. Nah, nah, fuck that. So fuck the assumption that, that hip hop is gonna protect me. Yeah. So when I go places, I do notice that the barriers come down. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure you walking in the place and be like, yo, I'm a DJ, and it's like, oh, 
This nigga's a DJ. DJ. Hey, put the chopper down. Like, yeah. hey, we got we gotta play you some shit. And it's like, oh, it's just like a fraternity almost. Absolutely. Uh, of, yeah. uh, of being in hip hop. So when you when you go to these places, do you ever do you ever use your DJ pass? Like, I mean, I have to because first yes. they're looking at me with this white ass beard. Like, what's this grandpa yeah. doing here? You know, I'm like, no, nah, I'm a fucking DJ. I just decided not to dye my shit. Calm down, relax. <laughs> right, right. You know, and and then you know now nah, we like we show them. Sometimes I have to literally show, show people them, like yeah. look a video or uh, something. So yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and then they're like, oh, shit, all right, you know. But what happens is the first person we meet usually in a country doesn't know anything. So they're a little bit, like, hesitant. But once they, like, they interact with us and they're like, yo, then the word gets out. These dudes are real. Yeah, they're from yeah. America. Right. They, they really care. Because my thing is I care about their culture. Gotcha. You know, I want to find out about their pioneers. Mm-hmm. You know, how hip-hop started for them. Who's their Red DMC? Yeah, Who's- yeah. Like, tell me your story. I'm not here trying to create a story. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, I'm, I always tell them I'm not going to make a documentary about the history of your hip hop like in the whole country because yeah. I can't possibly do that. It it's was- my experience learning about the country through hip hop culture. Yeah, that lands. You know, and when they see that we're 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 really being authentic about it, like yeah, man, they and the, the word gets out and then everybody comes out to woodwork. Everybody yeah. wants to ha- hang out and meet and link with us. Now, it, do you think it's based on the fact that it's purely hip hop or is it the fact that you're from America or is it the fact that you got cameras? No, I think it's it's hip hop. It's hip hop. I really believe it's hip hop. That's dope. I, I think because a lot of these people in, in a lot of these countries, they're used to cameras coming out, but usually the cameras are trying to film like the fucked up shit, the yeah, foul shit. Yeah, so yeah. that's what they're already like looking at. They're like, oh, what you, you want? What you want to film? How poor we are? Right, you want to film? Right. You know that that someone's shitting in the street or yeah. we don't have food? That's what you want to film? Yeah. And that's not what I want to film. Gotcha. And usually I'm trying to find like the 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 good out of the country like uh-huh. I'm trying to say like nah this is dope or uh, in, in, in the films I usually go to some touristy shit mm-hmm. just to show you like there's some beauty in this country but, and then we'll go to the hood but like that mural shit is dope yeah. to document shit like that is dope because I think like some you touched on is like oh he, he paints murals of all the dead homies yeah. so that guy literally go hood to hood oh, yeah. and paint their dead homies and that's like that's some hip hop shit <laughs> but at the same time there's still beauty in it yeah. and, and their love for hip hop it, it inspires me when I leave this, these countries I'm inspired yeah. like they remind me why I got into, yeah. into the culture and, and you see it like you said you see it you see it. You're, you're there documenting, documenting them but you yeah. see it through a different lens yeah. somebody you seeing their eyes being wide into their culture and, and, and being into this now do you um um, uh, at this point, when you're in these different countries, mm-hmm. you have all these skills from A and R marketing, all that. Like, has there been points where you see? Because I, I saw the clip, I saw one of the um, the clips, and it was some Vietnamese chick rapping her ass boy. off. Dope as fuck, right? You said that's a boy. Is that no? Name? So boy's her oh, name, and, and she went viral because when Obama, right after we left, maybe a month or two later, Obama went as the first sitting president in like 50 years Get to go to Vietnam, and he did like. He was somewhere, and there was a bunch of people, and they pointed her out to him, her, wow. boy, and she got up. They, they told him that she was a rapper, rapper, and he beatboxed for her, and she rhymed, and then she Get went the, viral. I think I did see CNN that. I shit. think I did see that, yeah, too. Yeah. So when you see somebody like a Saboy or in, in any other country like that, does the, the, the skills kick in like, yo – Let's try to get th- that person a deal or maybe have something that, that works within your company to, to, to promote well, them. Or? The first film, uh, Coming Home, which is the, you know, Coming Home Cuba, but it's uh-huh. just called Coming Home. We, we met an artist called Denise Suarez. I, I like to relate her to, like, think of Lauren Hill, but in mm, Cuba. Damn. She got a deal with Universal after the. I'm not going to say solely because of the film, but I'm we helped. Sure you, had, you had something to do we with it. We did her first show in, in the States. That's dope. You know, and she just put out another album right now. She has a joint with Stephen Marley. That's amazing. Yeah, and, and, you know, she got a deal. She got a deal, and she, she built a, a, a new crib in, in Cuba, and, and she's touring the world. That's and, crazy. And, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I do see it, but one of the things that I don't want to do is I don't want to be that guy that's like, Oh, you're talented. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do business with you, nah. and I'm gonna hold you down. What I really want to do is create a network mm-hmm. because we drop these seeds in all these countries, and they all feel like they're a part of this coming home movement yeah. and or crazy hood. Like like the dudes in Peru are shouting out crazy hood, like 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 they're crazy hood. That's crazy. So I really want to create a network that benefits all of them yeah. to make them all worldwide, the like real you, fraternity. Yeah, yeah, man, and not necessarily try to hold them down some like right, right, right. contractual business. Just shit. more exposing. Yeah. Like, so yeah. if in the future I can really offer them something like yeah. substantial. Yeah. I'll do it, but right now I just want to help them have a network. Gotcha. Do you, you know? think? Do you think the state of hip hop at this point, like where, like where are we at in hip hop as far as, um, I don't know how do you, how people would describe it as like mainstream versus you know real or right. traditional or whatever. Uh, um, purest purest forms of hip hop or right. whatever. Do you think that that? Do you think that they're like? 
there are markets for that. And like when you go, like say you go back, say you go to another country, say you go to Russia, right. And I hated Russia. Sorry, Russia. <laughs> okay. So you, filmed out, you filmed out there? I didn't film. I did a show with Nori out there. And it was oh, the worst shit. experience of my life. All right, life. say you go to Egypt, right? You go to Egypt, and you're in Egypt right now, and they only know uh, Drake right. or um, Nicki Minaj. They don't know anything else because it doesn't reach that far. They don't right. have a platform. Do you take it upon yourself to be like, okay, this is what's going on as far as if you want to know what's going on in, in, in the United States, if you want to go know what's going on in Florida, this is what's going on. And you show them other shit. Do you, do you own that responsibility? No, no. I just take a snapshot of whatever they're of doing. Whatever they're doing. You know, I come back with my opinions on what they're doing, and I'm like, oh, man, this is crazy. But so you don't do any, like, schooling? like. Nah, I mean, if they ask me questions, but nah, I really, right. I just want to know. I want them to tell me what they're into. What, what's, what, what is it for them? I don't want to taint whatever is organically think. happening yeah. for them, you know? Like, for example, in Peru, like a lot of these countries, uh, the '90s era is is really important to them. Oh, huge. you know, because that was the era that got to them, mm-hmm. and they still kind of live it. But I've I noticed in Peru specifically, now the internet is is you know is is percolating over there. Like they're getting stuff, and now they're they're, they're like getting into trap heavy, and they're they're like, oh, this is the the new wave in America. Yeah. We gonna go that route. Yeah, yeah. And they just starting to totally change their vibe and in other countries like for example Cuba which had no internet mm-hmm. the difference for them was underground hip hop or the only thing that musicians could make money if you're in the hip hop realm was doing reggaeton mm. yeah. so a lot of dope ass MCs this was their gripe over there just became reggaeton oh, people yeah, yeah, yeah. because that was the thing they could do at hotels and clubs and people would dance to that's how they made money yeah. so it's different in every country you know what what the vibe is what they what they gravitate to like you know like in, in Vietnam the b-boying was the main thing over there and yeah. I already knew that from watching our you but know they, like they the little, Jabba they could, Walkies you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, like, they they, that's what I'm saying they little they can move they go to stereotypes but, yeah. but <laughs> they made so much sense of it because I asked them I was like why is it so goddamn big right. they, they were like when we started getting the music we don't understand the language. So you got So the beat it. is what moved us. Oh, that's the language right there. That's the language. Wow. Dancing to the beat. And wow. that's why B-boying is so big in, in some of these countries. And, and same thing with, with, with graffiti as well, man. They, exactly. they might have the, the music to it as a soundtrack, but that's that's their way of contributing to the culture. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's hey, amazing. Why do you think that music from other places don't come here like that? Because we're fucking ignorant. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a language barrier. We're, we're not going to get into something we don't understand. We're, we're like that. <laughs> you know, we're a beacon of, of, like, pop culture to the world. Right. They look to us. It's changing. Like, it in Vietnam, changing. they're looking now to Korea, to Japan. They're looking to people they relate the Korea to. Korea is you know, like shit up right now. Yeah. Like, we're losing our influence on the world. And that's what I'm trying to say to people. Like, we need to wake the fuck up. Like, yeah. what are we giving these people? Because yeah. we're starting, they're starting to look, ah, you guys suck now. Yeah. You know, yeah. but... Um, we're, not, we're not the cool kids on Right. The but we, we just, we don't, we don't, if music comes in and we don't understand the language, I just think in the States, we're just not into it, it like that. started. Yeah. I mean, Latin shit is big. Um, but there's a lot of Latinos in, in America. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I, you think it's a pop? You think it has something directly related to the demographic? Because I, I, me personally, I, when I had this conversation, for me it was like it's a level of a uh, superiority complex or van- yeah. vanity, yeah, I think where it's like, well, we don't like. That's why they're like the American dollar, right? Like yeah. economics, right? America, everything we relate to the American dollar. Yep. Pesos is this many dollars. Or right. So and so is this many. But everybody else don't do it like Not that. At all. Their shit is like, no, this is. You know, it's currency or whatever. Right. So I was like, in music, I think it's the same way where we adapt a lot of the um, the Caribbean shit, too. Yeah. But other than that, like Korea, China, Vietnam, like we don't. Yeah, we're arrogant. That's crazy. That's what I think, too. We're arrogant, man. Yeah. Do you still get out on the tables? You still do your shit? At or? home. Gotcha. So it's not, you don't you don't really put, like, mixes out there? To you do see what work you on just mixing? did? Do that annoy you when people do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm not a DJ. Hey, so, that look. shit used to bug the I don't know. fuck out of me. That's bro. some little ass turntables, though. <laughs> bro, I swear to you, when people like, oh, you got a DJ. I'm like, they be like, oh, you a DJ. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. You don't know about a crossfader, bitch. And is it one record? Is he going like this on one? <laughs> that's my language I mean, oh, I'm not good. DJ like you that. DJ right <laughs> I, I don't even understand what's, what's happening right now no we don't do that either man. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody this. be like the headphone is fine by itself bro right. I'm fucking I don't need to squeeze it to hear it that used to fucking drive me nuts like what are you what are you doing <laughs> that's why you not a DJ shit. Shit. Like, we don't hold the phone like this no more <laughs> there's fucking ear pods and air pods and shit <laughs> but, but so you just mix at home yeah yeah I still I mean I 
people want me to get like I get offers now because of drink champs and yeah. do gigs and stuff. And I just I used to be heavy in the clubs in Miami. I did like I said pirate radio. I did college radio and the mixtapes is how I got my claim to fame in Miami. Um, but I just I don't like being a jukebox to people mm-hmm. you know so that's why I kind of stopped me, actively no. DJing because yeah. I'm not the motherfucking man like that I'm not right. gonna be the jukebox you're not gonna come up to me and tell me what to fucking play, play. Right, I'm right, from right. the era where the DJ told you what the fuck you like right right but I, I think that there's space for somebody like yourself that has heavy influence to say look this is the shit that I'm rocking with I mean right. now you obviously you do it in your own capacity in my own way yeah I'm so still a DJ without right. turntables true. you know what I'm saying gotcha. like, I'm never gonna stop being a DJ very true very know? true and that's, that's, that's the dope part about the influence in technology and shit right now because there's different ways to do that you you know what right. I'm saying to command that attention. So at, at this point, what's next for DJ FM? Um, shit, continuing the films. We're gonna go to Colombia next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go to Mongolia. If it's up to me, I'm going to fucking Israel and Palestine. But my friends don't want to go. I would want to go with you either. I, I would go, but I would go under protest. My, my friends, my <laughs> friends put their foot down. My friends are like, "Hey man, Drain like, was the first one. Drain's like, I ain't going. And they say, call me nigga. I'm gonna go crazy. Oh, they for sure calling him a nigga. I'm telling you right now. Hey, Dre, Dre, listen, bro. They call. They gonna call you all kind of shit. I'm telling you. Yeah, no. So Palestinians. Oh, what? Don't let you look at they girl. The crazy shit with me is nigga look at my girl. <laughs> Fucking, we killed you. This, this nigga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to go anywhere, bro. Like, I'll go any motherfucking where, man. <laughs> so, yeah, the film is going to continue. Drink Champs is obviously going to continue. Uh, we're, we're trying to do the, the Drink Champs network. Dope. We put out oh, other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, Crazy Hood, my, my label, producers. Like, I mean... I don't know what's next because I'm always trying to do something else. Like, you know, whatever feels natural to me. That's the other thing. I'm not trying to do shit that don't feel feel natural. Like, I feel sometimes people force shit. Yeah, yeah. My thing is not about forcing it. It's just if you think, oh, that that comes natural to me, I can do that, then go ahead and do it, brother. Pick, make, you know, make your way. But don't do, don't do, oh, that motherfucker's doing that. I'm going to try and do it too. And then do some dumb shit, you know, like that's not the way I'm going to do it. Is there there anybody that you guys want to get on on the podcast that you haven't had? Haven't had because I know there's a specific market of, of artists that you guys target. You know what I'm saying? You go right. for the legendary stories. Right. The, the new artists may have people got something to say. Them. Yeah, people that got something to say. So is there somebody right now? Uh, well, two part question. Is there somebody that you're looking at? Yo, this is our our, our go to legendary. This is the one we're shooting for. Is right. there anybody at this point that you guys are aiming for? Um, I mean, we would love to have Kanye on the show. Gotcha. You know, uh, I would love to see Kanye. In that I think element. that would be an amazing, amazing. Yeah. Episode. I think he would. I think he would storm the fuck out of there. Nah, nah. nah I think he'd really fuck with us, man. No, no. I'm, Does he I'm have a relationship saying... with Nori? Yeah. No, so no. He, yeah. I mean, and he named his kid. Well, they they call oh, him Nori. Yeah. So Nori takes it like he named it after me. I said I think he would storm out of there just because the bottle. I think if uh, I think he would storm out of there because. <laughs> He's a little. He can be a little temperamental. So I know, but like my interactions with Ye has always been like he's good. He's great. He's a fucking. He's, I dealt with him in the in the street team days with Def Jam when he first came out. When he first came yeah, out, I dealt with him. So okay, look, that's a good question. Do you notice a, a difference? In, I, I gifts. So oh, oh, he gifts. Appreciate that, man. Not to cut you off. That's yeah. a brand I'm, I'm with. Colombian White. My Colombian. Oh, it's homies. a drink from the drink champ. Yeah, yeah. look, man. Yeah. Let's get that on the, on, the, on the camera right yeah, there, man. man. At Colombian White, we just launched it. That's Distilled dope, in man. Miami. Absolutely. Distilled in Miami. In Miami, and we're under the same umbrella. Pitbull got a vodka called Voli. And we're all under the same umbrella. Right, Thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. that yeah, man. I don't even remember the fuck Just I was. Just be saying. careful when you drink it. Nah. nah, I don't. Nah, I don't drink, so I, I wouldn't even relax. <laughs> relax, <laughs> relax. Oh, I need a relaxed tea. Rel- oh yeah, <laughs> I need a relaxed tea. Hit and I need Mr. a who's crazy yeah. tea. I, yeah. So I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go and pay my money and order that. No, nah, no, nah, give me sizes and I'll send you stuff, man. All right, cool. And then also, um, here's some a quick shout out to uh, what is it? Hold on, I want to fuck it up. Is it eight nine? Eight and nine clothing. Eight and nine. Yeah. I have this shirt that I wear to every formal event. Shit you know. Formal events. Eight and nine? Eight and nine. No, it's a long sleeve. Oh, they got nice shit. It's yeah. a long sleeve. And that's the like... one where everybody say you look like Dr. Dre? No. The other <laughs> that one. one? This, that's the V-neck shit. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Gotcha. I, don't wear, I don't wear button-ups and ties and right. shit. So I always look for long sleeve, like, knitted shit that I could wear. And eight and nine gave me this one thing that I wear for every photo shoot. Dope. <laughs> It's the same, it's the like same shit. Shout out to them when I was in Miami out there. Yeah, shout out to Ray um, Naps, yeah. So shout out to them. I appreciate that. And and lastly, is there is there an interview that um you've reached out to and they it didn't go I'm not gonna say it didn't go the way you wanted, but it's somebody that you wanted to go but they they refused, didn't want to come on the show, basically. I think 
now the way that Dream Chance has evolved, I think a lot of people don't want to come on the show because they don't want to be exposed like that. Because they are worried about their brand and they're worried I, I, about I, getting fucked up with us. I right think now. in the age of social media, really? where we're at, yeah, transparency. Yeah, I'm noticing that transparency now. is the best thing. You know what I'm saying? Even when when you guys did that that Diddy interview. That now, shit was well, you know, you know the the true story behind that interview. Nah, right? Right. That's a three hour interview. Yeah, that they got cut, cut down to yeah. thirty, man. And I well, Puff was drunk, drunk as fuck. Okay, he was drunk. So, is there are there any plans to release <laughs> other parts of that interview? So, right? I mean, I can't officially to... say that. We could turn off the mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talk to revolt. Let's see what's up. Did he's gonna not right, check right, anymore? Right. Yeah, <laughs> and we like you, Puff. Thank you. We but appreciate see, you. But that's the thing. Shout that... out to Ciroc. Yeah, right. shout out to Ciroc. Go get that Ciroc. Dillion. Put that shit. Go. You know. I think people come to you for that. You know what I'm saying? Just like they go to the Breakfast Club for certain interviews. They go to certain pockets and go to certain lanes for that. And I think. That's the best thing that you can get from uh, any artist or any brand. You go that people want to see transparency. We're in the age of social yeah. media where they can see all that shit anyway. They want to see shit like yep. that, and you can get exposed real fast. But not not. I mean, you, no, I'm I don't saying think no. So. I'm not saying. I'm saying the internet is going to put your business out there anyway. Right. So right, you right, might as well it. be the one to to, 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 to control your narrative. Absolutely. That's why I thought fit. One of my favorite episodes is 50. I love drank, that episode. He doesn't drink, and he yeah. came, to, and, and I was like, he's a genius because he doesn't drink, but he said, if he's going to drink, he's going to promote his brand yeah. and take shots of his own liquor yeah. on Drink Champs. That's yeah. amazing, man. Genius. Yeah. No, no. And, and he I had fuck- so much fun with us, you know, and that, that was one of my favorite episodes. I like the fifth episode, and I really appreciated the, uh, well, the puff one was, that shit was, that that was different. Uh, <laughs> shout to Puff. Now, the, um, dog, the dog pound, the dog pound, you guys had dog Drew dog. Hill in Vegas? That's, yeah. When I exposed my ex-girlfriend? <laughs> Shit. The dog song chick. <laughs> Bruh, they get you every episode. She just oh, found out about that. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so how she, how she deal with that? She just hit me up like, she was like, what really? the fuck? <laughs> really? Really? That's what you're going to do? That's how you doing me? Oh, I was man. like, drunk facts. Hashtag drunk facts. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we definitely appreciate your time, man. And, and nah, coming thank on, you, Dan. man. Uh, anytime you're in L.A., come fuck with us. For we'll sure. definitely support what you got going on. Thank uh, you. Crazyhood.com, right? Yeah, and drinkchamps.com. And drinkchamps.com, man. Support this guy. Keep it going and keep doing it for the culture, Thank bro. you, man. I appreciate you guys. Man, we really appreciate it. Real shit. No, nah, thank you, man. We just said it like twice. No, no. I'm t- I'm, I'm t- doing my own appreciation. Let me appreciate the man on my own. No, right. I appreciate appreciation. I don't have to do collective fucking appreciation <laughs> with you. All right, Chuck, there's a DJ here. DJ EFN, man. Yeah, Checking out. It's Homegrown Radio. Make some noise. Hey! hey! I'm Cuban, man. <laughs> Cuban, nigga. <laughs> I'm a Cuban, nigga. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha